after the COVID, I I never have cash. <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now I I rely on my 5G <laughs> or 4G, <laughs> but it's very very normal for us right now. So I think that uh, some of the local bank they try to build their ecosystem and to gain the benefit from the ecosystem, or even they create the ecosystem uh, themselves. Welcome to the Payments Powerhouses podcast, where we discuss current trends with the movers and shakers in the fintech industry. Brought to you by 2C2P, your trusted payment solutions provider in Asia and beyond. Hello, everyone. I'm Suhan, your host for Payments Powerhouses. Our guest today is Sirinan Jiratiluk, who was previously at Thailand's Nook Air from 2005 to 2019. She is now the head of digital engagement and fintech innovations at UOB Thailand. Hello, Kun Sirinan. Welcome to the show. You have a rather fascinating career path. So, please tell us about your career evolution, um, and how do you end up at fintech and payments? Hello, everyone, and hello, Kun Suhan. Uh, just to highlight my career, I am with the IT landscape since I graduated. The first company that I joined is the IT service is work on geographical information system. Then I left that company to join um, Orange. Orange is like telecommunication in the UK. I was with them for five years. Then I switched to Hutchison, which is the telecommunication industry as well. And then I left Hutchison to join Air. I, I spent the, the longest career part at Air like 15. 15 years, uh-huh. and then I left Nook Air to join the UOB. So actually, I switched many, many industries, like from the IT service to the telecommunication to airlines, now banking. Mm-hmm. So this is my journey. So you were at Nook Air for more than 15 years. I think a little trivial for our listeners, Nook Air happens to be 2C2P's uh, very first aviation client, and Kun Surinan was there too. And I mean, as you know, 2CW will be celebrating its 20th anniversary soon. And we have been collecting stories about our history and growth story. Uh, I'd like to know, like, uh, how do you meet Ong and 2CW? And how was the payment scene like back then? I joined, like, not uh, six months after their first flight. By that time, the percentage of the online booking is still low, very low. So or the online booking is very new for, for us by that time. Uh, as well as the e-commerce, right? Um, we have uh, lots of uh, bookings from the call center. So the percentage from the call center is like uh, 70% or 80%. And where uh, the online is 20% by that time. And we are the website only. We con- directly connect with the uh, Bangkok banks through their payment gateway. And then there's a lot of transaction. After that, the e-commerce grow very fast. We see lots of transaction through the e-commerce through our website, the booking website, right? And so there's a lot of bottleneck happen with the direct connection to the Bangkok banks. So we find a way that how how can we you know resolve this problem? Then um, there's a lot of change happen in the infrastructure levels by that time. So we have to expand like. We scale out to four server, run it concurrent like a server farms. And we actually 
have the, another connection to another bank, but it is still the direct connection. And then we search for a better solution because we not only the massive transaction and the bottleneck that we have, it is about the fraud as well. The fraud issues and how can we manage the unexpected uh, transaction. So we searched and we found the Synaptic. By that time, 2C2P is the company called Synaptic. It's not 2C2P. By that time, they're a very small company. It is very new for the payment gateway. Almost the only company that we have, if it's not Synaptic in Thailand, it will be another company, but it's not in Thailand. So we choose to um, discuss with Kun Ong. Yeah. But I think he's the uh, only one web developer. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we met at the Nokia office and we agreed that uh, we will try to have them as the alternate payment gateway, not the main, because we, we want to try first. So we link up on the programming side and everything. And I actually sat by Kunong side. I, I saw him code and then we launched and then the transaction went well, very well. And then we switched from uh, direct connection to the banks to Synaptic uh, to be our main payment gateway. And then after that, we implement many things like uh, for the offline payment from online to pay at the counter service, we switched some service to use to C2P. So I think it's a very long journey and to C2P uh, support us very well throughout the, the transitions. And I think we grow together from scratch. Mm. Yeah, you, you were literally there building with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is. You know, I, I'm not sure that right now Kunong is still do some coding at 2C2P. But he is uh, very stick to the issues. And I think he, he worked like 24 hours to just get the issue solved by that time. Yeah, he's, he's a coder at heart. Um. Before that, did you have any payments experience or it was through this journey that you, you began to harness uh, knowledge around it because it was very new? Um, no. When I moved from telecommunication to Nokia, I never had an experience in uh, online payment or e-commerce at all. So I started everything from Nokia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think by that time, there's a really small group of people understand how the e-commerce really works because it's quite new 20 years ago. So lots of things that we explore together with Synaptic and then we adjust together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since then, I think you have created many firsts uh, while you were at Nokia as well, many different pilots with different uh, first achievements as well, right? I think because of the change of the e-commerce happened very fast for the Thai economy, right? for the Thai consumer. And then we have um, not only for the e-commerce where the website, but we have the mobile application coming out after the launch of the iPhone. And, you know, everything just moved fast. So, yeah, there's a lot of transformation within the years. Yeah. Yeah. And for the benefit of our listeners, like Kun Sirina mentioned, Synaptic was previously what 2C2B was known uh, before uh, we rebranded. So I think from Nokia, how do you end up moving to UOB in, in the banking industry? I left Nokia like three years ago because I, I feel like maybe it's too long for me to you know 
working in the airline industry and they can tell you that it's very tough. So everyone has to work like 24 hours a day because this is like operation and customer service. So I kind of, okay, uh, maybe want to explore more career opportunity. And I have friends at UOB and she referred me to join UOB. And then I talked to my boss. She is my Korean boss, right? And kind of interesting because a, a little bit uh, shift from what I did, you know, the past of my career about the IT to be more commercials, more with the customer need. So I think that will be value added to my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from uh, UOB point of view, like what are the key milestones or developments you have seen in recent years? Since I joined UOB, I think that there's a lot of implementation that we we are doing, especially on the mobile application. Mm-hmm. So we just launched tomorrow, two years ago, uh, but we merged with our application, it's called Mighty, to be one single uh, mobile application. And then there's a lot of you know, customization to meet with the customer needs. And we try to offload some of the transaction from branches to mobile. This is very challenging because for UOB, right, we don't have many, many branches compared to local banks. And it is a little bit difficult for customer to, you know, solely use the mobile app. So this is the issue that we are working on that. And from a banking industry point of view, like, have you seen any major change or shift? And what are the trends? Mm-hmm. I think that right now everyone uses the mobile application not only for transfer money, but for the payment as well. So it is becoming very much like uh, China, right? That they use WeChat. After the COVID, I, I never have cash <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now, I, I rely on my 5G <laughs> or 4G. So this is very normal for us right now. So I think that uh, some of the local banks, they try to build their ecosystem and to gain the benefit from the ecosystem. I think this is a very um, interesting part that you maximize the benefit that you gain from the ecosystem, but what's next? Mm-hmm. Maybe the next step is more on the digital asset, digital currency. But after seeing like the drop of the digital currency in past year, is it still in doubt what is next on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still highly volatile, uh, but I think the underlying technology still holds a lot of promises. So we'll probably see it evolve. So in your current role right now as a head of digital engagement and fintech innovation, what does it mean exactly? You mentioned it's more commercial side. Like, what do you focus on? Mm. Okay, so currently I take care of three parts. The first part is our public website and the digital marketing of the UOB and some touching on the digital bank. Mm. There's a collaboration with the digital bank team. Another team is we run a program called Smart Business Transformation Program, which is we help SME in their digitalization journey. This program we have been doing for four years already. And this is the program that we run concurrently, three countries in Singapore, Malaysia, and Thailand, but on the different names. And another team we call is uh, ecosystem development. So we engage with many, many ecosystem partners. Mm-hmm. So this is the three area that I, I cover right now. So 
are still in the technical side on the public website and other development of the um, digital marketing and some of the project about the digital asset that UOB is working on at group level, right? And touch uh, more on the commercial side because I have to, you know, talk with the ecosystem partner to see what we can support and what the benefit that ecosystem partner can give to the uh, UOB customer. Mm. That means at the end of the day, it's about how do you generate more value for your customers through your partners, right, in the ecosystem? I, I think the ecosystem is like, uh, very similar with uh, other banks. We just have to find a win-win situation where you can uh, both win uh, on the benefit that you can provide to your own customer. Mm. You mentioned a smart business transformation program. Uh, or we call it SBTP, where it's designed to help SMEs uh, to capitalize on the opportunities out there, right? So with businesses in Thailand now uh, having more access to a wider range of customers due to uh, the digitization, have you seen any success stories out of the program? Mm. Yeah, we've been running this for four years. The first year is like before COVID, right? We did everything like an offline event. So we gather the SME, they apply for the program, but we select just the SME who is ready to join the program, ready to transform themselves because our program is very intensive. So we run like a business model course with the instructor from Singapore and it's very limited seat. The first year is very intensive that the SME have to join the offline course and then we have the spread course and we talk to the SME uh, one by one to understand their needs and then suggest the technology solution that match with their needs, right? And then they have to run the model and we have a showcase that how success that uh, they gain from the program, right? And the next year, COVID hits us, so we cannot do the offline event anymore. So we change to the webinar and the online. That is answer to the SME needs because most of the SME that we found that they have an offline shop they don't even have the shop in Shopee or do the digital marketing. They didn't have the capability. So we incorporate with many, many um, e-commerce and e-marketplace like Shopee, Lazada, Line to provide the knowledge for them, how they can open shop in one hour just to you know uh, keep the business running. So that is a quick win for the SME during the COVID. And we, we gain a lot of turn up rate. Maybe 2,000 SME join our program. From the first year, we limit to 20 SME. So uh, lots of scaled up. And the next year, is COVID is still there. But the cost that we provide is not like, you know, quick win anymore because everyone has a shop in Shopee, Lazada, and whatsoever already. But how to maximize their revenue through the digital marketing. So we equip that with the uh, collaboration with the DIPA that have a, a startup in their network. And this is a kind of free for them to use first. And then if they see the benefit of that, they can you know pay uh, if they want, right? So that is the second year that we did. And this year we kind of do like a hybrid. A short course still on the uh, webinar, but the course that we provide is like uh, more depth. We provide a course that you cannot find from uh, free sources. 
we work with Hubba, uh, there's uh, the company under the tech source, right? And to provide the cost like sustainability, how to work with the different generations, so the SME understand more, and then they can adapt it in their business. So this is the four year that we've been running mm, the program. Sounds like a really great program for SMEs to be part of because it allows them a lot of uh, expertise and knowledge. What's next for this program? Any new features or new, I guess, topics that you're going to introduce? Our group has a very strong focus on the sustainability and from our research, right, we see that a lot of SME wants to adopt the sustainability and many, many companies see that there will be the ROI, you know, good ROI for the future and so on. So, Actually, this year, the group at the UB Singapore, they have the program, the Green Tech Acceleration Program, gather the technology solution in the green tech space to have the competition and two of the company in Thailand join the program as well as a 12 that is selected to the program, right? So from this program, the SME uh, and this 12 green tech, they will come up with a project. Uh-huh. And if the project sounds able to execute in the real world, they will got fund from UOB group as well to make the project success. So next year, we will think that we will do the same format uh, in Thailand. We will work more with the uh, government agency. This is a focus on the sustainability for the SME. This is one thing. Other thing is, I think COVID is a very normal for us right now. So the SME is a not looking for the quick win anymore. They want to optimize their revenue in a sustainable ways. So we are still running the cost uh, for the SME, but not quick and easy anymore, but more informative and more specific subject mm-hmm. that we are gathering from, from our survey with SME. Mm. And I think quite apt that you talk about sustainability because recently you were involved in the planning of the World Fintech Festival in Bangkok where you will be introduced its ASEAN SME Transformation Study which is titled Be Resilient, Your Strategy for Business Growth where you surveyed about 1,500 regional SMEs for the study. And in the study itself, it shows that the top areas of focus for SMEs in terms of sustainability are in improving energy, water and resource efficiency, developing new models, products and services as well. And I understand more than 50% of Thai consumers are buying sustainable products as part of their efforts to mitigate impact of climate change on their kids' future well-being. So I'd like to ask, how is UOB leading the charge in sustainable banking solutions? Actually, at Group Railway, right, we do it quite some time. I think that may, many, many years, but we very quietly uh, roll out to regional. But since last two years, we roll out uh, green financing. Uh, one is the USOLA. USOLA is like you give a fund for the SME who wants to adopt the solar cells. We work with a partner in Thailand to offer this solution. And this year we launched the U-Drive. U-Drive is like the EV, electronic vehicle. Uh-huh. So the SME wants to have the station for the charging. Uh, they can find the support on the green finance from us as well. And we work with a partner to help uh, to set up this with the SME. So from the group side, Sustainability is a one of the pillars that is the, our 
uh, committed strategy. It's very important at the group, and they want to roll this out to every country under their regional office. Next year, there will be the sustainable office in UOB Thailand uh, set up. So we have very strong focus on the sustainability. Do you think? Prioritizing sustainability can increase competitiveness and to enhance the business bottom line. Mm, yes, of course, because we say it's from the customer point of view. Right, we have done the research SME transformation study for many years, and the change of the uh, the results the research is changing every year. Back to two thousand twenty, people want to adopt the quick win solution. Um, they like to you know upskill their people because they see that okay when there's COVID, there's uh the people in the company they don't really familiar with the online uh transaction online selling so they want to upskill they change from the on premise infrastructure to the cloud solutions so this is the study that we see so last year we did the study and then it became. Became the 2022 SME transformation, and it's very surprisingly that for the SME in Thailand, they see that sustainability. They want to adopt it even higher than other regional country, because they see that if their company uh, adopt sustainability, it will build up more reputation to customer. This is the key, and I think that maybe. Sustainability is not not like you buy the solution, right? You see the return of revenue tomorrow. You have to plan it. Maybe you see the ROI in like three years. So right now, I think that the SME see the benefit from the uh, the company that already adopt sustainability like three years ago. So they think that maybe they start today and they see the um, result in next three years. Like for example, solar cells. Uh-huh. Right now, many, many, many SMEs are very interesting in solar cell because they see the proof point from other SMEs that it really saves cost. So we see lots of adoption this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that moving forward, it will be more important for the SME to adopt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting, right? Because when you talk about solar cells, when you talk about EV vehicles, you don't really, in general, associate that with a bank. Uh, whereas... Right now, you have programs tying it together to push the sustainable effort. So I find it really fascinating. From what you're seeing, as someone who is constantly driving digital engagement, right, and also innovation, is there any particular product or, or solutions that excites you right now that you're rolling out or anything that you've seen that's really exciting that you can share with our listeners? I think under the digital asset, one of the project that is very interesting is CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. I think this is the future of the payment for Thai people. Mm-hmm. I understand that BOT is cooking uh, for the pilot project. I know that 2CP is the one of the fintech company to join, right? So very, very exciting to see that how it's come. Mm-hmm. Mm, true. Um, so I think on a personal level, what were some of your experiences from the aviation industry that you have brought into your role into banking? I think that when I joined bank, very different, like about the pace, right? For the bank, it's much slower, but slower in a good way because you are bank, right? You you have many, many things to comply. So I think this is my experience from Nook Air. It's about you have all the experience about the online payment, 
uh, customer service and other things, and you apply it with the bank, so the people know that okay, um, maybe we don't have to slow in everything. Something that you can move a little bit faster, but with confidence. So uh, I just let the team uh, keep the pace, but to still be careful like a bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more This considered, more considered yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, like I said, because of the environment, you have a lot to comply and make sure that everything is carefully thought out. Yeah. So what's your most frequently used app? Do you have a favorite app? It it has to be like BlackBerry works. Is this email <laughs> company email <laughs> application? Or if it if it's not about work, then it be like Google Chrome. I use browser the most. And other application, maybe Instagram. I I don't use Facebook that much, and e shopping. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think we have reached the end of the podcast. Thank you, Kun, Serena, for taking time to participate in the show, and hope to speak to you again. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe or follow this show. You can also find 2C2P on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. To read more about this conversation, go to 2C2P.com/blog.